0: Hey, everybody, you're listening to the High Sessions Away podcast, where we talk about everything local and beyond. I'm John Masato, your host, and joining me today is Mr. Kyle Shimabukuro and David Kawakahi, who we're going to introduce in a couple minutes. Before we begin, let me remind our listeners of the ways they can stay in touch with the show there is Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter all at High Sessions. You can go to SoundCloud, YouTube, or Apple Podcasts to download the podcast. Email us at highsessions at yahoo.com If you'd like to help the show, get more music on the channel, please go to patreon.com P-A-T-R-E-O-N and donate. Uh, There you'll be more involved with the show and help to determine who and what is filmed. By the way, um, we removed the the pop guards on the mics, and I feel kind
1: of naked. I feel very uncomfortable. It's raw. It's a raw. Signal. Because people
0: were complaining that they c- they can't
1: see us. I know, but I love to hide behind that thing.
0: But you know what? It actually feels like I have more of a connection with the camera now. It, it does. So maybe it'll be worth it in the long run. I
1: just feel people look at it at me and stop looking anymore. You know? yeah. It's a tool to stay in sync. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, anyway, uh, Patreon. Oh, we'd like to thank Peter from somewhere he hasn't given us his location yet but peter thank you so much for being a patreon he's our new patron thank uh, you peter uh, thank this you. Week. it's been going up and down but uh, we're back up to 80 80 patrons so thank you to all 80 people who have been supporting the channel uh, please check out kupu kupu landscaping landscape architects you can go to kupu, kupu for all your arch- architecture landscaping needs we can call Kevin Yokomura, 808-722-8685 for a free estimate on whatever you need. Especially after this week, right? right. <sighs> with yeah, all the rain man. and stuff like Kevin that. Kevin is going to be busy. Yeah. And of course, uh, thank you to Fort Ruger Market. Today I had a poke bowl. David had the poke bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had the Hawaiian plate A. Plate A. Yep. It was really uh, good. I really like the fact that it comes with the haupia at the end. Yeah. Because you have all that kind of but like saltiness and then sweet the like, sweetness afterwards. at the end. And, and then sweet sweet. we got this
1: uh keith's cookies you can get it at uh ruger market too i always like these cookies i bring it home for my wife yeah oh keith's cookies yeah he makes good cookies cookies. this is a chocolate chip pecan cookie i'm sure devin will like some of these after we're done i'm sure he will all
0: right you can go to Kumu 94.7 to find devin Nakoba. you can go to highlightclothing.com to find all of kyle's designs uh we don't have it yet but by hopefully next week we will have the high sessions 2022 shirt Mm. ready to present to everybody so you can see what the new shirts so all the patrons five dollars and up will be getting brand new shirts as of uh as of 2022 so hang in there if you're a patreon because uh starting january i'll be send starting to send all those out so it'll be pretty exciting okay
1: and how much more uh podcasts we have before the holiday season for you starts you know just well oh
0: yeah okay so yeah that's a good that's a good point so I'm off from December 15th. Yeah, at home. Yeah. Just relaxing. Yeah. Good. You need yeah. a break. Yeah. So we will do our last podcast next week, Tuesday, December 14th, which will be Mr. Jake Shimabukuro. Got it. He's always our last podcast of the year. <laughs> yeah. And he's going to be uh, zooming in from wherever he is on tour because he's uh, doing a kind of a nationwide tour right now. But we'll catch in with him, talk about the new album that he's done with like Jimmy Buffett and... Kenny Loggins and I all mean that stuff. That album stuff. is unreal. Yeah. So uh, we'll be doing that next week and then we'll be taking the rest of the month off and then shirts go out in January. We'll restart up in January. You know, I, I hope
1: we catch him on the tour bus when he's when he doing it. Oh. So he <laughs> can like he he can can, right before bed. <laughs> yeah, like he can podcast us in his pajamas, you know, <laughs> while he's yeah. lying in his bed in the bus, you know. That'd well, be well fun. We, that Make we'll a slumber party. <laughs> <laughs> slumber <laughs> It'll be, yeah Oh I yeah, think. who knows where he'll be. Yeah, so it could be
2: late because uh, yeah it's like time zone roulette <laughs> yeah <laughs> we should yeah. all wear
1: pajamas on that and then yeah. podcast all right
0: so our guest special guest today is mr david kamakahi david is an ukulele player and one-third of the hoku award-winning band wipe david thank you for joining us today
2: thanks for having me it's
0: great to get out of the house <laughs> yeah you said you've been kind of cooped up huh for the last couple of years
2: yep um yeah, because I'm a recluse by nature, but this is kind of overkill with the pandemic and lockdown not, and masks and stuff like that. So I've been kind of laying low.
1: Are we the first humans you've seen other than your family? No, you're not it? the
2: first humans, okay. but the actual first humans I can talk to. <laughs> you don't talk to your outside, wife and your outside. daughter? <laughs> <laughs> no, first humans I talk to outside of the uh-huh. house, not for music performance. <laughs> so oh, I see.
0: Well, let's go back then. So you were... You guys had a pretty major touring schedule, yes. Prior to the uh, pandemic, right? Mm -hmm. I remember Waipuna was going to Japan quite often. You guys were just starting to do West Coast too, right?
2: Yeah, Uh, we were doing Japan about once a month. We'd be up in Japan for about
1: (coughs) one to two weeks, and so you'd go one to two weeks Japan, back home, mm -hmm. back up. must get tiring after a point huh I'm feeling it
2: (laughs) (laughs) not as young as I used to but it's been it's fun it's fun to travel but then I'd say the most grueling ever trip I ever took was we did one week in Japan we came home for a day and we flew to Zurich Switzerland to perform for another week so that was interesting because the group kind of went two separate directions me and Kale. Went home because we wanted to do laundry, pay bills, deposit (laughs) deposit money in the bank, and, you know, that stuff. So I got to stay home for a day and then back to the airport the next morning. And we flew to New York to Zurich. Matt went the other way. He went to Beijing, (laughs) and then he flew to Zurich directly.
1: Wow. Wait,
0: Beijing was like took a couple-day vacation or something? No, it was a layover.
2: He laid over there. what? Yeah, so he stayed at an airport hotel for a night, and then he caught the flight the next morning. So he was in Zurich before we... For us,
1: what is it? Is it shorter from Japan to Zurich? Or I have from no idea. <laughs> I don't know my my geography well.
0: Yeah, I have no idea. I have no idea. idea. <laughs> I, I was trying to envision it in my head, but you know, when you think about the globe, and they say like it because it's it's round round, you okay. know, it, it's distorted, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, right, right. So,
1: do you guys? I mean, all this kind of traveling, do you just wake up in old term and go, where am I today?
2: Hmm. Yes, if depends how long the tour is. Yeah. So, usually at the end of the year, we do what's called bonenkai, which means we'll, uh, bonenkai? Bonenkai. It's the end of year, you know, parties and stuff like that. This so is a Japanese I, word. Mm-hmm. What is that? Okay. So, we go up for like, and this is like maybe three weeks, three week tour. Yeah. And we're doing like maybe two shows a day. Okay. Wow. You know, just for, you know, end of year parties and Christmas songs and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's grueling and yeah, you do forget what city. <laughs> yeah. Imagine. Uh, on one tour, you know, the big finale to show, yay, thank you, name the city. And yeah, it's been wrong a couple of times. <laughs> 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 you
0: got to just say thank you, everybody. Thank you, good night. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Or you just blanket it by saying "Thank you, Japan"? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> just a safe <laughs> yeah. freeze. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> huh, man. So
0: okay. So you've. So you, that's the kind of schedule you were on. By the way, what is the flight to? Is it eight hours to New York? Sorry, I'm still back on this. New York to Switzerland. Well, oh, New York
2: was about going to New York was oh, wow. It's about eight to ten hours. Oh, eight correct. to ten hours. Yeah. So Devin, come inside. Yeah, come inside. Hey have man. a seat.
3: Hey man, brother. How are you, man? Oh, see you, man. Right, man. See you.
0: <laughs> no worries. So, eight to ten hours to New York, and then what is it from New York to Switzerland?
2: It's about another... i another seven to eight. Another seven to eight hours. Holy fuck. <laughs> <bola. laughs> That's too long to be on a plane, man.
0: Yeah, at least did you guys have like the lay down seats and stuff? No,
2: no. Oh, (laughs) man, that is the worst. Of course not.
1: (laughs) I cannot handle plane rides. If if (laughs) traveling consists of me just blinking and being at a place, I would be around the world. But the plane ride is the reason why I don't like to travel. (laughs) I hate it, man. I
0: can't sleep this on a plane. Well, yeah, me too. Yeah. But that's what some famous musicians said. They said like, you don't get paid the performance you get paid for the travel yeah because that is the hassle part of the job
1: right i can see that and there's
0: been many times where i've been on a plane or on a bus or on a taxi and i'm thinking yep this is why i got a charge to do these things but nobody pays <laughs> me. <laughs> nobody pays me to go on vacation though yeah well because on when you're on vacation you're you're the boss of the schedule right you're not expected to be at a certain place at a certain
1: time which puts... True, shre- but it it's makes like it stressful for the travel. the suffering to get to the place <laughs> that I want to you know? well, get <laughs> <where's> to. <laughs> suffering? Wait, <laughs> suffering? But we took it all because yeah. people were complaining and they couldn't see your face. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. Just, ju- <laughs> you got to <just, laughs> see our faces now. No, just you. So we all had to be fair and take it off. No. There's
3: <laughs> nothing to do with that. I thought, that I thought the, uh, the whole thing with musicians was they're not paying me to do the gig. They pay me to get to the gig. That's
1: what Yeah, that's what right? I said. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But on vacation, you know nobody pays me to go well
0: Kyle's point is if you go on vacation you're still doing the same kind of traveling that you would do as a musician but you don't get paid for that you pay for that
1: yeah yeah exactly
3: but the reason why you do it is because that way you're getting away from all the people who would be bothering you (laughs) right right which is why John goes on vacation (laughs) to Maui and just doesn't contact anyone right ever and right. just is like, bye, I'm gone <laughs> yeah. and we go, and then we think where are you going? Oh, I'm like, just going to Maui, but yeah. you're never going to find me think you think know, you're like dead for
1: two is. weeks and I respond I know, like, where is like, he? bro, what, hey, he's he you what <laughs> the hell? watching the
3: news should we get shot, get file a report? <laughs> I mean, right. like, where yeah, is he? exactly, and he just goes, no, nah, I'm just uh, just gone
0: Yeah. by the way, Devin magically, you know the inputs for the mics it switched Kyle to number one again so it goes Four, three, one, two. <laughs> all of a sudden, but, uh, you know, who, who? somebody was here earlier than all of us
3: putting <laughs> <But> in. I, <laughs> um, I
1: didn't touch the mics. I promise. you liar.
0: I was like, wait, wait, how come? I started doing the sound check, and like, how come your mic isn't working? And I'm like, oh, you're at number one. Thank you. How did you get to be number one?
1: I try hard. <laughs> did, did, are we sponsored by Keith's Cookies now too? But I that what. I we had it in front, not I know, for you. Wh- why is it in front? Because it's from Ruger and I wanted people to know that you can get good cookies oh, from Ruger Oh! Go
3: to Ruger's, get the cookies Yeah But this hasn't been opened, we don't even know if it's good
1: Well, we're it for you because we knew you were going to open and start eating, so... Okay, <laughs> Alright <laughs>
3: <laughs> Might as well keep with See, I told you, tradition I told you it wasn't
1: <laughs> going to happen
0: It's okay Of course, you're going to put food out here, I'm going to eat it it's uh, it's one thirty. It's second lunchtime.
1: <laughs> second lunchtime? For him? <laughs> yeah.
0: Not second lunchtime.
3: This is his first lunchtime. Actually, you guys
1: want to try a cookie? It's really good.
3: I uh, sure. uh, okay. yeah. All right, that. I mean well it's I perfect get so for the microphone, you know what I mean? That's how Philip <coughs> Wait, Let's see is. how crunchy it is. Oh, that's not. It's not that bad. <laughs> is it no. how
1: taste is bad. It's good. Yeah, like I said, I buy that all the time. Really? Yeah, they make good cookies. Oh. This brand. It what sounds brand like again.
3: Keith's cookies. Keith's cookies. Keys cookies.
1: Keys. You do a good
0: job, man. Good job. It key. sounds crunchy, though. I prefer uh, soft cookies. Chewy cookies, cookies. like uh, Chips Ahoy. The oh, soft Chips Ahoy. Fields. Chips Ahoy yeah. are
3: supposed to be crispy. They're not supposed to be yeah, chewy. Mrs.
1: Fields. No, but the like red
0: one is chewy. Chewy Chips Ahoy. No, those are gross. They're not gross. They're delicious. They're gross. They're gross, bro. In fact, that's what it's it like. It,
3: it, it You know how
1: you get chewy Chips Ahoy. You leave the regular
3: chips away out, <laughs> and you leave yes. it open, and you get chewy yes. chips yeah. away every you time.
1: You kind of gotta eat the stale Cheetos better than the regular Cheetos. No, no, no. no. I have okay. friends that leave that thing out. No, on purpose. Yes, so it gets chewy, <laughs> and then they grind it. That's so gross, man. That's what's wrong with people, man. Yeah, that that
0: y- you gotta have Cheetos crunchy.
3: I you like the cookies it's good.
1: Yeah.
4: Yeah. All right, well, all right. Well, by the way, I saw
3: your wife this weekend. <laughs> hmm. Oh, at the Foster family's <laughs> event.
2: Oh yes, 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 yes.
3: No, yeah, that was cool, dude. She's <laughs> never gonna stop doing stuff for Cherry muscle. <laughs> 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 Wait, do I know her? Really she does stuff for James. No, <laughs> Kristen. She's um. I guess a picture.
1: <laughs> I have a lot of friends. Well, we both have a yes, lot of friends can. that still volunteer yeah. that, And no, she
3: has oh, been president, <laughs> chairman.
1: <laughs>
2: everything.
3: But every. She's done every. Now she's advisor because she doesn't have enough things. When oh, you to watch. Do do look at her, and her see life. A picture.
1: Oh God, I know her
3: yeah, yeah, yeah okay. probably because probably. she's been involved for like the last eight years yeah doing in lot. one way shape or form wow. <laughs> i saw Every, her at the uh, everything she was at the foster Family's event that uh i was emceeing and um yeah she was there with the cherry blossom festival because she's involved ah
4: mm-hmm. yeah yeah so
3: yeah so when i see her i think that i see him even though i didn't actually see him <laughs> but now you see him but now i see him and now i'm expecting to see her okay that's how no, marriage works, apparently. But yeah.
1: well, we're very happy you came out of, yes. of prison. Oh. And, um, yeah, so, so <laughs> to talk
4: to us.
0: So yeah. you were on tour at the time that COVID hit. Yep, I, actually,
2: we were in Oregon when Eugene, Portland. Yeah, I'll be more specific. We were at the Shed Institute, about maybe an hour outside of Portland. Oh, okay, okay. okay. So we had a show scheduled that night, and. Coronavirus announcement comes on and half of our audience disappears because Oh my gosh. <clears throat> yep. So we're we played a concert for I think forty people in a hall that was meant to seat six hundred.
1: Oh my god. Yeah. But you no know, they just decided to not show up then.
2: Pretty much because yeah. s- no one knew What this thing was yeah. Yeah. So.
0: I've done that With no coronavirus <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Ar- Arizona, I've been there For some of why? those shows Actually I've yeah. been Who's John Yamasoto <laughs> I don't understand <laughs> I, w- I don't know that guy yeah.
0: you know? I've been a couple Where it's like Oh my god This is a huge theater Where is everybody
1: But I mean, how many times people spell your name wrong at those theaters? Oh, the it's pretty
2: often. They've been doing this since the <laughs> well, 90s because yeah, I yeah, too many.
1: David was, was there. Simple.
0: Yeah, David was there. I was there.
1: the <laughs> names you went on there?
0: Yamafato.
2: Yamafato, yeah.
0: <laughs> there's, there's a lot of John's J-O-H-N. Yeah, yeah. Right? That's a given.
3: But yeah. the,
0: the, the Yamamoto. The, Oh, man. Oh, yeah,
2: Yamamoto's pretty, pretty common. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we didn't hold back joking about it, too. It's like, yeah. oh, they ran out of A's. Like <laughs> 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 so many A's you can put on the marquee.
1: Yamasoto, Same
3: thing. right. right. I he know
2: took all is. the A's. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs>
3: David took
0: all the A's. <laughs> damn it! My bad. Yeah. You and your dad on the same bill. <laughs> Forget it. they this screwed.
2: About who to
3: Alphabets.
0: One time, one time they did a. There's a. I forgot what it was with David, but we, they did some kind of like. Uh, we did something. I, I think it was must have been Kawhi or something. But they did like a, a article on each of us. But they called me uh Sheldon Yamasawa. Oh, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> My dad. Dazney. Yeah. Why? Because I, I guess my dad was the, the one South. coordinating, you uh-huh. know, whatever, and that's the name that they had in their mind. Uh, nice. The last I was like, wow, Dad, you accomplished a lot. <laughs> Famous, man. Famous. <laughs> Let's yeah. hear that voice, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. So you're, you're in Oregon, and no one shows up.
2: Yep. Yeah, so, so was
0: the rest of the tour just canceled after that?
2: Pretty much because we were supposed to go to L.A. and then San Diego to finish up and then fly home two days later oh okay so then we're kind of nervous after the show because not only was it low attendance but also we don't know what's happening where Mm -hmm. we're flying into so i I was on the news watching the news a lot and you know big red spot over california and i'm like i don't know (laughs) if it's gonna happen (laughs) man yeah and so so the three of us met up and we just talked about well, what are our options here. What are we gonna do? And then, and he goes, "Yeah, you know, we maybe we should go in case it does. Mm-hmm. We, we don't want to get, we don't want to leave because we were supposed to play at Whittier College. It's like we don't want to leave them in a lurch and stuff like that. Right. But then, I think while we were talking, California ordered the stay-at-home order. So then we're like." okay, I made our decision a lot easier. So we're mm. at midnight West Coast time on the phone with Hawaiian Airlines trying to get our flights changed. And we were lucky to do it. And and at that point, we didn't care how much it cost to get home. It's like, just mm. give me a seat. Yeah, just yeah, wanna, yeah, Just want to go home. Just want to go home. Because we didn't know if it was going to stop there, if everything was just going to shut down. So So we got a flight the next morning, and then we flew back, and I've been home ever since.
0: Wow. Yeah. So, so what have you been doing, like, with your spare time?
1: <laughs> That's the you went in bathroom.
0: Are you? Going the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> are you, gonna- <laughs> you grab AC.
3: Are A- you getting C-
1: cold? <laughs> What's happening? Okay.
3: Oh, you're turning it. <laughs> Br- Brother came in here. I had the
1: air conditioner on. And yeah. Goes, it's kind of kind of cold in here. <laughs> he turns it off, and we end up, I end up sweating because, you know, I get plenty fat on my body.
2: Both of us do. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so what
0: have you been doing?
2: Um. Well, that's the thing, you know, I, I was lucky and very fortunate to be busy like the years before, uh, uh-huh. and finally I was able to get out of debt, pay off everything, and actually start saving and investing all, all my money, so, oh I had, so I had a nest egg that could tide me over for the next year, luckily. Like a forced vacation,
1: year-long vacation for
2: you. Yeah, pretty much, but then... I guess there's a good and bad side to it. The bad side is I cannot perform because everyone's at home. And, but the good side is I got to spend a lot of time with my family. Yeah. Mm-hmm, because yeah. they don't see me for yeah. like half the year. So. It's, it's the same thing with you. Yeah, John.
0: Yeah. I got into Fortnite.
1: Oh,
2: you're done.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: He's going to wither away. But John, you're also, you're also
0: much less
3: uh, enamored of the whole thing, period.
1: Of what? What thing?
3: The, Everything everything that has to do with work or anything that requires you to do stuff that maybe you don't want to do, right? <laughs> David's laughing David, because it's true.
1: Wait, what? Because
3: right? John is the, saying? yeah. Myla, sorry, Myla. I'm, I'm outing you right now. Myla and I were talking about this. Yeah. Because she was saying, you know, as a as a performer, a former performer, and then having something to do now that is not that, but it's it's just as fulfilling. She enjoys it so much. People still want her to perform because she's good, mm-hmm. right. But she's like, "That's not my thing really anymore. I mean, I I can do it, but I want to do it when I want to do it, and it'll be fun, right Yeah." <laughs> and I said, "Oh yeah, it's like John, except John." And she goes, "Yeah, John has less uh, qualms about it. John just goes, "No." <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and she says, <laughs> And she goes, "But John's kind of like that about the real estate stuff too, because I'm like, "Hey, John, you want to do this?" No." I don't wanna <laughs> I don't wanna do that. No, I don't just wanna a big no
1: blanket. <laughs> just no. Just no on everything. And you go, really? He goes, Yeah, no. Wait, is it okay, I get it. It's probably because when before when you're in your youth, you said yes to a lot of things. That's right. And now it's like the time where your kupuna status, you go, nah, Kupuna status <laughs> I don't <really> do that. <laughs> <laughs> But I, the thing is, he didn't say
3: yes to stuff. He still said no to stuff. When he was younger? No. Yeah. Oh no. no, dude. No, no. Yeah he did. Oh, okay. I mean we well. did
0: it we did it every gig
3: possible. Yeah, but that's because yeah. that's because the other two boys were involved with it. No or, John, or David was there or his yeah. dad was there. You know what Wait, I mean? No, no, no. Yeah. Okay, but I'll, if I'll, it was if it was up to if it was up to only John to decide <laughs> what he would do, he would no, say but, no.
1: But I have to defend Mr. Yamasoto. All right. <laughs> <laughs> <If> <laughs> John John, yeah, if John liked what he was doing. He would not say no. But he liked therefore the music. he liked gigging back in the day. Like oh, oh, I did like it back in the and day, and he didn't say no. He just
0: said shoots, yeah, and he no just no played no, for three hours. I like it's one of these things. Like you get, I get so into something, and like it consumes my whole being. Like Fortnite, like Fortnite, yeah. Like Fortnite, 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 now. Fortnite yeah. now. Yeah, and then then after a while, it's like oh, no, I don't want to. It's too much
1: already. <laughs> I like Do you think there ever come a time where you just say no to Fortnite then? Yeah, probably. Okay. I hope, I hope that's soon, man. <laughs> I, I, I'm Concerned about your health and well-being <laughs> here, for
3: man. Real. Boy, you, th- this whole Christmas is going to be different for you because you're not well, going to have Fortnite to play. I know. Oh, oh no, but, oh, he's going to bring it up there. Oh, no, look his face. So, <laughs> so last,
0: well, last year I brought the. So I used to play on a Switch, which is easy to transport, mm-hmm. right? So I brought it with me, and then I bought a TV on Maui. To set it up because I couldn't. Are oh be- you kidding me? <laughs> seriously?
2: This is a serious investment. <laughs> <I> know, <right? laughs> serious addiction.
0: They're not that expensive now. And I just carried it home with me on the plane. It's only about but me. you
1: know, you're on vacation. Why would you want to be playing Fortnite? It's on so much he fun. Can, I he, can can play play with his, he can
3: play with his son. Yeah, but right.
1: you're in You're in a different place that you can go visit, well, walk
0: around, no, no, experience no, new think things. Think back to last year. You couldn't go anywhere. You're, you're in out. the wilderness
1: You guys could have gone hiking or look at the trees And plants and walk around You're in the wilderness Who wants to do that?
0: Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so this year I'm leaving everything what at would
3: home I wanna,
4: <laughs> oh my god, Why do god! I fly to Maui an
1: and go to the <laughs> wilderness? <laughs> why don't I fly to Maui and go to the wilderness like... And buy a TV and yeah. play Fortnite the whole time I'm there, <laughs> Just like I am Do at home
3: <laughs> But I oh thought god. your father-in-law like, makes you guys do stuff Nah, he doesn't make a story. No, Yeah, no, John oh. doesn't do stuff he Stacey does stuff when she No, 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 because I remember I, I think I recall Like <clears throat> When you'd go up Like your father-in-law would have Stuff to do
1: on the, No? No, he doesn't he bother John He wants John to rest Yeah Yeah
0: Really? Yeah. yeah He thinks that I work really hard <laughs> Which I do. Supporting his daughter. Yeah. During, yeah. during <laughs> years, when I come to Maui, that's my time to relax. <laughs> <run>. yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I get it. it. Doesn't bother.
1: Was there ever a time, Dave, where you felt burnt out from music and just took a step away and did something else for a little while?
2: Yep, absolutely.
1: What What was it? Oh
2: man. Actually, I get burnt out all the time. <laughs> 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 Every single album Waipuna's done, I'm burnt out by the end. Mm, because because there's two different processes because when I when I first started it was solo work so I was doing my own albums I was producing it myself my dad was consulting with me on it Mm. and that's what I think a lot of I was very 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 lucky that dad was in the industry for so long Mm. for those that don't know um, my dad's Reverend Dennis Kamakai so when I finally got to do my own solo album, he walked me through the entire process of how this works. Mm-hmm. He goes, "Okay, this is what you gotta do." You gotta, and it went beyond the music; it went into business, yeah. taxes, mm-hmm. licenses, liability, looking at contracts, yeah. and, and he walked me through every single step of the music business. Awesome. Which is why I have a huge respect for producers because it's a very risky job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very risky. So, so it was a lot easier for me to you know do the producing part and the music part at the same time because because if I didn't like something it's like no we're going to do it till we get it right and and stuff like that but when it comes to I think the difference is it was my own money
3: mm. that that was ah. a
2: big difference so when I joined Waipuna we have a producer uh Liuihara and f- stepping into that type of production process stresses me out like a lot because because now on top of creating doing music touring promoting all of the travel just trying to get I guess I feel the mindset's different I'm making money for somebody else mm-hmm. I'm trying to make sure I'm good with Lee she got her investment back and mm-hmm. a little return on top of that so that we have the opportunity to b- make another one and then continue the process but over and over and over again. do you
1: think having the ability to have all this knowledge from your dad burns you out faster because yeah. you're taking on more than just being a musician or mm-hmm. does that help you or you would have burned out even more if you didn't know
2: if I had the choice, I would rather I would rather produce hmm. because I get to stay home more <laughs> and my daughter's getting to the age i'm I'd love to stay home more because oh, she's just turned twelve
3: yeah. <clears throat> Oh, oh, don't cut. worry. In a couple of years, she's gonna <laughs> she's want like, you to leave. <laughs> <be Yeah>. <laughs> it's gonna be like that. Bye. Dad, just go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just Dad. go. You fine? We don't even care. <laughs> right. We don't even care.
1: Well, do you have stuff in common with your daughter right now? Hmm. Hmm. What? Well, no. 12, but, yeah, but <laughs> at twelve, dad's still cool.
3: Dad's like, you know. Oh no, still, I'm not. cool. No, you're
2: not cool anymore. I'm the disciplinarian, so. Ah. Uh,
1: so.
3: See, Devin, i still. St-
1: what? In common with his daughter
3: <laughs> Oh yeah 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 That's right No not BTS anymore She's done with that What She's over there
1: Oh right. you still in the army though Of course no How come she got done with it then Never mind We're talking about David <laughs> Who would discuss that too <laughs> By the way We watched the The
0: concert live On the live stream Oh yeah yeah That was a lot of fun
3: Oh dude Great concert Can't, Wait let me finish Alright okay. <laughs> Sorry <laughs> Sorry, we'll sorry back David. to
2: BTS <laughs> But yeah uh, but, what were we talking about? Oh, the stress, produce, of the stresses, stress of being a producer. Yeah, yeah it's up, tough. Yeah. Because an ideal situation, at least for me, like uh, seeing the business is producers take the most risk because they have to invest the money, the time, making sure the product's ready to go, making sure everybody's happy with the product and stuff like that. But then... It also depends on the artist. Like, if you have an artist that doesn't want to travel. Yeah.
1: They Mm -hmm. don't want to promote.
2: They don't want to do anything. They just want to make the... And have the sales roll in. It's kind of a...
1: It's kind of the skills, like, you know... It's not balanced. So, if you had a choice to just be an artist like that... Or be a producer, you would choose still being a producer? I would choose being a
2: producer. Because I like... I guess... Touring and playing music for so long... And... I guess, yeah, I think it's he's because a, I turned he's, 40. He's over he's 40 40 too, man. He's like, mm, I'm good. No, I think <laughs> it, I think because I'm getting to the point where I love music. I love to do music for the rest of my life. But then I keep going back to my father mm. because he passed away when he, he was 60, 61. Yeah, young. So yeah, mm-hmm. young. So, and I always I always keep going back to that because he was in the business for 40 years. Mm-hmm. Like constant musician. And the only reason why he retired, it wasn't because he wanted to. It was because of health reasons. He had yeah. stage four cancer. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we lost him really fast. Yeah. So then that always haunts me when I'm when I'm, you know, gearing up for another project or mm. any any travel or anything like that. I go back, I'm like, do I really want to do this when I'm 60? Maybe, maybe not mmm it'd be mm. nice to, be but able to that's the, have the choice but so that's like the process of me being burnt out I, okay. I think more about this but then eventually I'm like no I kind of like doing this I can do it one more but being a producer i love to do it because it I love working your, with other artists it suits your
1: priorities being at home with your family mm-hmm. and everything yeah.
0: by the way speaking uh, speaking of your dad we had the pleasure of working together with him <laughs> in a group called not really that's right yeah. mm. and uh, David's dad is old school in the mm-hmm. sense that we used to practice for, like, <laughs> nine hours straight. Nine hours. Oh, seriously? <laughs> all the, everything that you hear on the CD, like, we had it down before we went into the studio. Yeah. Right? We're not, we're re- knock it we're not creating out. in the studio. We're creating it beforehand. And I remember, because we
2: were with Steve Kramer. So, yes. He right. was engineering. The best, the, my favorite parts about those sessions, everything was one take. Yeah. And we were done. It was basically a live. That, that threw me off so much, like, yeah. mm, God, how old were we? That was 2,000? Are
0: you guys the same age? <coughs> uh, I think you're a year or two younger. In a than year two young. I'm 43.
1: When
2: you're... 41. Yeah. Okay. Just turned 41.
0: So we're almost
1: same age. Were you playing music from childhood in front of audiences? Oh, no.
2: No, no, no. I started when I was 15. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was a sophomore in high school when I started.
1: So it's kind of like you, John, then. Same time? Yeah, same time. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: Actually, this <laughs> is a good start. Because <coughs> growing up, growing up with dad as dad <laughs> it was an interesting childhood because I got to meet so many people yeah like I got to meet Makah Sons when I was like eight loyal Gardner, and, yeah. and then I look back I'm like god I met all these amazing artists and,
1: and then did you appreciate it though as much
2: yeah I did oh good because <clears throat> I would hear them on the radio all the time and then you talked with them and they're really nice and yeah. funny and funny people so so yeah I appreciated it really early all oh, all the artists that, you know, especially like just growing up with the sons and
1: mm-hmm. they would come
2: over to the house all the time. And my mom loves telling those stories because hmm. it keeps me humble because she's like, <laughs> she's like, yeah, it doesn't matter how big you get. Just remember when you were like three years old in the, in the middle of the driveway, Uncle Pete Rogers would come by. He was a steel player for the sons and he would try to get you to eat rocks. Okay. <laughs> they say it's or something. Eat or the rock or? baby, eat the rock baby. That's <laughs> what, that's what he did. <laughs> and it was funny because dad loves telling the story of how I got my name cuz I'm named my name comes from my great-grandfather. His name was David. So Uncle Joel Marshall and David Fee Rogers would argue over why I got my name. And Uncle Joel was like, you know, at the point where Dad didn't decide on a name yet, Uncle Joe's like, yeah, you know, Joseph's a great name.
1: Mm. Joe, ah.
2: Joe, great name. And then Dad's like, oh, sorry, we named him David. And then Uncle Fee chimes in, he goes, yeah, because the kid got classed. <laughs> 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 Never forget those stories. But but yeah, growing up with Dad, I hardly got the song. That's, I think that's what makes it a little more impactful for me because by the age of Six to twelve, we hardly spoke. Really? Yeah. In fact, every time we spoke, we argued
1: all the time. Was it because you hardly saw him, or was it because? I
2: think it was a both because because I would, my mom would you know always be around and stuff like that. But when dad would come home, he'd be grumpy from the trip, mm. and then I'd be like. He'd be trying to order us all around, do this, do that, that, that. And I'm like, you're hardly here. Mm. <laughs> it's like, you're hardly here. And, and, you know, we get set doing mom's way. Dad's like, no, we got to mm. do it this way. And I'm like, you guys got to figure this out. So, so for those six years, we were like, you know, headbutting each
1: other. But mm. it wasn't until
2: I started into music, the entire relationship changed. Mm. Everything
1: Now, changed. what started you in music? Because you would think that... At that time, you'd be turned off by it, right, because of the fact of the separation from you and your father. Mm-hmm. What what turned you on to the music?
2: High school sophomore. Oh, it was uh, girls. Yep. <laughs> I, knew it. I knew <coughs> it know it. I know it. Usually so starts there, right? All leads back to <laughs> one thing. Why Why would
3: you have <laughs> any other reason to get into music? <laughs> 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 put the guitar guitar yeah yeah because
2: I because when I was at Kuma, I would you know a couple of my friends would always bring the ukuleles to school and by then Ka'a was red hot mm. Ernie and Troy were just ripping up everything and it, it caused the resurgence of ukulele I think mm-hmm. it saved it yeah, yeah. from being forgotten yeah, forever probably. if Troy and Ernie didn't do that mm-hmm who knows what the ukulele would be like today because then because i know i wouldn't probably wouldn't have gotten in and i think jake too would would have been totally different influences yeah and john too
0: yeah i wouldn't have been around yep yep been playing fortnite see
1: (laughs) 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 in our generation is kelly boy oh yeah that's so right. we we grew up with kelly boy and ukulele right that was like that was the guy he, he actually you know. kelly boy has not lost a step no, no at
2: not at all. all amazing every time i see him perform it's the same performance i see like 20 years and it has like a specific s- style that's and watched. his kids yeah. all
1: have the same gift
2: uh, oh yeah they tr-
1: all.
4: is it too yeah. cold
3: now what's happening where are you going he goes oh you going bathroom oh you're going okay bathroom? Bathroom. Wow! He's not even pausing. Like, he's just wait, letting it go. <laughs> pause? Now we can talk all kinds of shit about. <laughs> 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 oh, he's hitting it. <laughs> <table laughs> oh,
1: oh, wow. wow! So instead of wow. asking, you just solve the problem. Yeah, I mean, like, okay. you're, Yeah, you're, you're, okay. work. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. But right. then, but yeah, that was the main reason I got into Killa in the first place. But then, at the time, I was listening to, trying stuff. But I wanted more. I yeah, wanted mm. to open it up more. So every because. Everybody, everybody was playing Troy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like all the time. So, and I, and I played Troy too, but I'm like, is there more? So I started to go back, backwards. So mm-hmm. then I, I started listening to Peter Moon. Mm-hmm. Then I went back and listened to Lyle Ritz, Ota San, and Eddie Kumai. And, and Dad. That's the funny part because dad had no idea I could play because I would purposely hide from him. Too. No
1: kidding. Yeah. So, w- was your dad predominantly a guitar player though or was he playing both? Uh, he was playing both. Okay. Like
2: he would bring out the most interesting instruments because he he could play guitar. Then he, he could play ukulele too, but he also could play steel, fiddle, auto harmonica harmonica wow ah, everything yeah so so he's multi-talented he could even he could also play piano if you wanted to but then so imagine like the closets of a
1: two-bedroom apartment <laughs> <laughs> surrounded by, s- by instruments filled
2: with guitars
1: and all the instruments okay so the question is were you allowed to touch them no <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. We heard that stories among all the other musicians we, we interviewed there. The first
2: ukulele I played at home was actually my mother's. So mm. she had a Ota kamaka that that I would practice on until somebody came home and then I would hide. I would hide it and then pretend nothing ever happened and then That's funny. Yeah, so wait, at what age was she learning and not, not letting your dad know that you were learning. It was 15. 15. Everything started at 15. Okay. So I started practicing, I think about two months in. Mom comes home early. I didn't have time to hide anything. <laughs> and she just peeks in my room and she goes, oh, this is interesting. <laughs> when did this start? And, you know, me and my mom are very close. I told I just told her, I'm like, okay, yeah, starting to get interested in music, but I don't want dad to know.
1: You didn't tell him it was chicks. You just said music,
2: though. No, it was just music. <laughs> Even though Dad would understand too, yeah. but <laughs> but yeah, it was it was kind of like that. Like Mom found out, and I'm like, yeah, you know, just don't tell Dad. I want yeah. You know. But then she did tell him. Told him the next day. Mm. <laughs> of course. And she goes, you know what? The boy can play. And and Dad was just shocked. He's like, who? he's like <laughs> son which one because I have an older brother yeah and my dad was trying to get my older brother to play since he was little oh mm. but then same thing happened my brother got frustrated <laughs> and mm-hmm. dad tried to, you know teach him and then everything fell apart and then so then when he heard I played he's like is he any good so so then I started playing for him and he wouldn't say anything he just mm. wouldn't say anything he was just he was not a okay okay so then I think three days go by and he hands me a tape hands me a cassette tape and he goes listen to this and tell me what you think and then he walks away I'm like okay so I put in it's Sunday Manila mm-hmm. uh, first first track Kavika. Yeah. Mm-hmm. so I started listening I'm like okay and by and at this point I have not studied any music I don't know how to read music I don't know how to do anything so I would I would use any tool available to me to replicate a sound so I would hum a lot just trying to practice so I would listen to Kavika like 15 20 25 times my brother hated it because <laughs> we shared a room yeah. so he's like God can you put that thing away and then so it took me like I think two weeks to finally understand it and get it and dad's like okay let's practice so he grabbed his guitar he goes okay go and we start so I played it I don't even I don't even remember how good I played it but then but then he stopped and he looked at me and he said do you want to do this? And
4: huh.
2: and at that point, I'm like, yeah, I, I was ready because at by that point, I had no idea what I wanted to do after high school. I oh, didn't know okay. if I was going to college. Yeah. I didn't know anything. Mm. But then, yeah, I got hit with the bug at 15 and two months. I was like,
1: yeah, I I like this. And you're self taught. Yeah, self taught. Because there's no YouTube back then. So how how did you get all your? How did you learn? Like,
2: it started with skills. Do re mi fa so, la ti do, and I would find it on the fretboard, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's. I would start with scales, and then, I took like one guitar class, but I left at ha- the halfway point because I couldn't read it, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I don't know, I don't know what it's trying to. It wasn't communicating with me, what I should be doing. So, I, so then I discovered a capo, which is the It's a squeeze tool that you use to change keys on a guitar. So there's only one lesson I actually took away from guitar class, and it was a chromatic scale. So chromatic scale is your major notes, which is C, D, E, F, G, A, and it loops around in any key, but then you have your sharps and flats in the middle. So then I figured, well, if something works in C, I just need to find where all my these are if i want to play in another key Mm -hmm. so for me it was kind of like mathematical Mm -hmm. how i figured out the fretboard so i would use the capo as like a teaching tool for me i'm like okay i want to play in d i want to play in e f and little by little bit i would know where all the chords are so then it kind of expanded expanded everything so that now if Dad says, oh, we're playing the key of D, I know, like, three
1: Ds now that I can mm-hmm. play, depending on the song. So you're talking about capo in the ukulele? Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: Which Brian Tolentino hates. <laughs> oh, my God. He's told me to my face.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. He just posted something yep. on, about on his said, Oh,
1: really? Yeah. He said, uh, to- what, said, is, he re- what totally is his reasoning? Really? It's, it's, like, semi-cheating or yeah, something? Yeah, it's cheating. He yeah, said, uh, yeah. four strings. Four strings, four, four fingers. Four fingers, yeah. Uh Ole Kipo.
2: Yeah. I think I read that. <laughs> yeah. Was it like yesterday or
1: this? So yesterday. Yeah,
2: like yeah. yeah. So I, I laugh you know. because because I use a kippo. And I wasn't ashamed to use it because it helped me Because not only did it help me on the fretboard, it helped me like remember the sound. What is what it sounds but
1: like. But none of your people that you used to look up to you used played that way, right?
2: Nope. So you figured out you're kind of yourself how to just do it. Well I was kinda of, Cause I've always been like this when I was young. Oh, oh. no, flood! <laughs> <laughs> I me pick no, up my I daughter mean, from school, yeah, but Rob she got so like home oh. early anyway. <sighs> but then, well, I guess for me, learning the ukulele itself, I didn't, I didn't have any teachers, so I didn't care. I had to learn my own way. Yeah. And if anybody had a problem with that, well, they're not living with me. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> have fun criticizing me or whatever but this is the way it works for me Mm -hmm. this is how i figured it out and then and and when i have beginner students they usually only know cf and g and maybe d but then i tell them in my first lesson like if you know cf and g7 or g you know 24 chords already you just have to find out where they all are on On the
3: the
1: fretboard yeah
2: and
3: then G C, G seven and F. I think yeah, that's the only yeah, four. Yeah. You're, you're on your way. way you're you're 32. I'm, 32. Yeah, I'm on my way. I'm thirty two. I got thirty two. I got thirty two bro. All
2: I need is a capo now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Set me up. Like, like when me. we were recording with Nawi, I would use a capo a lot because I do remember that. Yeah, you know, Because because I guess holding D for the amount of practices we
1: had to do oh.
2: was very physically what taxing.
1: About, what about when you play live?
2: Oh, I don't use a cable now when I play live. Okay, but back in those days, back in those days, yeah, because God, we were—I was twenty.
0: Well, that and you know Dennis and Mike, We played with mostly in C and G. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know because um, you know that's slacky key keys. Yeah, right. Uh, so. It's interesting.
3: I uh, you know uh, one of the interesting things about seeing you play. Was you were never like the flashy guy, no. Yeah you, could, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Like you'd be there, you'd be really solid, you'd be playing, but it was never like David take this ripping solo, <laughs> I'm gonna do all this stuff. <laughs> that was never that was never his thing. Like I, in fact, when I saw you come up because you were so young, because you were his, you know, you guys are contemporaries. Uh, I expected you, like you were saying, to do that choice style, that that that. You know, that jig style or whatever, where it was just like eight million notes all within like one <laughs> thing. And that was just, it was just never your thing. But it was always tasteful. It was always yeah. within the, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it's funny that Brian doesn't like the capo thing, because <laughs> his style and your style, in, in terms of what you guys bring to the table when you play, mm-hmm. is kind of the same thing. Like, Brian's not a ripper. He just, you guys aren't. But you have so much knowledge about how the ukulele works and how it works within. The framework of a song that they can throw you in and you don't have to play like eight million notes yeah. you do know, like six notes in a solo and people go oh that's nice you know and i and i i um i can appreciate it but i think it's taken time for other people to appreciate it which is kind of a bummer because it if people come when people would come to see you guys like now leave you or whatever and they were expecting a certain thing like oh here's david <laughs> <on> <laughs> and, and it was cool you were always so really cool about it because you never you you always played within yourself you never said well well i, I have to play like that you went nope <laughs> this is what i do and it's it's really good and it works and my dad john you know mike they all they all love it and the audience really loves it so i'm cool and to be to have that sense of um, comfort with how you play is is remarkable dude and i don't know if you got that from your dad or if if it's because your dad kind of went nah boy that's
2: that's good you can do that no cuz I, I never when i play i never sought my father's approval mm. that wasn't that wasn't part of it but i was most comfortable not emulating somebody else mm. Mm. because yeah, I could play the choice stuff, or at the time, yeah, like, yeah, I know what Jake's doing. Yeah, I know what he's Man. doing, and it sounds great. And, but for me, I'm like, yeah, but I, I this is actually really good because um, when I was talking to my dad about, it's like, do I need my own style? Do I gotta do that? Mm. And he's like, no. It's like, no. He goes, be yourself. He goes, no matter what you play in the world, if you don't add... If none, if not a single part of it is you, he goes, you missed the whole point.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: And, and that's carried over for the entire career because now I'm not... Because now when I write and actually compose something, I don't need to be a composer that spits out songs like a vending machine.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: I can... I've Because out of my career, I think I've only written like three songs, like composed three songs, but the songs mean something to me.
4: Mm.
2: Because when I write, it has to be, which is, it's sad. Because (laughs) I usually write when I'm depressed. Mm. And I have these intense feelings of sadness, darkness, stress, fear, and all of these, and it gets to the point where you gotta, gotta, release. Gotta, gotta release something mm, yeah. so i don't know what's happening but yeah. then but then eventually i come around and say you know what you can do you got two choices you can stand here feeling sorry for yourself and you can put into something productive so when i start r- composing and let it all go so mm-hmm. so that's helped me um, in, in my career and and yeah it's it's important just to be yourself for me because because I, and the other thing that actually my mom taught me was, he goes, do you want to be good? Play with people better than you.
4: Hmm.
2: Play with people better than you and pay attention to what they're doing. That's why sh- my favorite times is playing with amazing art. Like when I, s- that's why most of the s- times I play with Uncle Edward Cabana and oh. he just goes Pat- off. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. Low- I'm laughing so hard because I'm like, <laughs> "How are you doing that?" <laughs> or if I'm on, because during the last year I was touring a lot with Nathan Avial, mm. and he's a beast. oh, he's a monster, yeah, he's a yeah. beast. But then, but that's why Mom kind of laughed when when I started getting into music. She goes, "Look around, hmm. look who you're playing with," yeah. and I'll, and and it was so sad because she told me she's like. The sad part, Dave, is that as you progress and you further your career, because you're going to see all those masters go, Mm -hmm. which was sad at the time. But now that I'm forward, we've lost so many talented Mm -hmm. artists. Yeah, Yeah,
3: for sure. Some of them before their time, yeah. yeah.
2: Like, uh, and and I kind of, what I love to do, and that helped me was because I got to kind of take their styles into my playing I'm mm-hmm. like oh I didn't know you could do that I want to try this like um Uncle Cyril Pahinui he was a artist through and through mm-hmm. but then when we were off stage he played mean blues really? yeah it tripped me out so I grabbed my ukulele and I s- sat down and paid attention just listening to what he was doing and oh, wow. I'm trying to find stuff and I'm like oh I'm gonna use that
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and thank Uncle, you Uncle, well, yeah, that and Uncle Led plays like the whole time we're backstage so I love just just sitting down and paying attention just watch listen what is he doing and stuff like that so I do that a lot on the road oh. so and I, I love picking their brains of, of like and they make it look so easy but when you watch it, it's like, no, nah, that's not easy. No, mm. it's not easy.
3: Yeah. They've just been doing, their phone. Just <laughs> doing it for so <laughs> yeah. long. and so good. That's well, like verb. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's it's there, Herb. Yeah. Like, Herb
3: just sits there like... Then yeah. you're like, oh, my God. What the hell's going <laughs> yeah. on with his fingers? He actually tried to do what he does. It's like, that's pretty yeah. difficult. Her By cr- the way, uh, I also... Uh, can we give props to your mom <laughs> so fast? Because I love your mom. <laughs> oh, your that's mom right. Doesn't. Devin knows... <laughs> that, that That's the weirdest part about the whole thing is I started working at a company called Sandwich House Communications. That's right. And there's this tiny Asian woman... Named Robin, <laughs> who came in and she was like, she's super intense. We're like, holy shit, this lady's wow, she's, she's okay. a fireball. And then, it sounds and like then, your mom, She's totally, cleanses, <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is why she loves me. But I met her and I went, This lady's awesome. And then I found out her last name was Kamakahi, and I went, Huh? And then she goes, Oh, yeah, my husband's Dennis, and I went. Huh? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't get it. Cause seriously, yeah, his mom. I mean, yep. She's awesome, but she's this tiny Japanese lady running around doing all kind of different stuff. <laughs> and then you know, um, and she she actually never really mentioned your she ever, dad very yeah, much. Yeah, she
2: ever told you how they met? They no, met, they met at a bar. Oh wow. They met at a bar called the Stai, which was in Hoi Aina Haina back in the 70s whoa and my huh. mom was a huge wine music fan yeah so but she couldn't drive so <laughs> she would always get my grandfather to drive her to the bar to watch the play okay because my grandfather loved wine music so so that's how they met they met oh, at wow. this place called the Sty. he was playing with the sons wow and I'm like so you're like a groupie then, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we would tease her about that all the time, laughing so hard. But it but was, she is was your mom way younger than your dad? No, she's no. only
1: two years younger. Okay. How yeah. yeah. did she get interested in Hawaiian music, being just this little Japanese? Oh, well, this is a
2: funny story too because she got interested. <laughs> she got interested by because my grandfather would collect these records, like. The oh, old okay. records mm-hmm. and wow. a lot was Hawaiian music and so she started listening she actually took slack key classes she she tried to learn slack key and I still have her guitar to this day <laughs> but she tried to learn from oh god who was she learning from I think it was George Cool. I think wow hmm. but yeah she tried she tried learning slack key <laughs> and it was funny when we were home because she was like yeah, i could play i could play too <laughs> <laughs> and she do it on purpose to irritate my dad i'm still, <laughs> I'm still confused about this bar is, is, <laughs> it was a country is western, something bar? Country western. What? What?
0: what what is a sty? because the only sty that i know is like a like on your a pimple no it's on a style like in a pig stye. Pig pigsty oh yeah, like yeah. Like i'm stye. trying to
3: picture where in Idaho
0: was this yeah guy. i don't know uh it's
3: probably it's probably long it's gone it's gone but i mean what What was cool about your mom was she was very low-key about it, which I think is where you get your sort of... Well, I mean, your dad is pretty laid-back, too. (laughs) But, you know, they're both very laid-back people. They're Mm -hmm. super talented. But your mom, like, always supported your dad. He always... uh, She always supported you. It was very... You know what I mean? Like, and, and I think... When I first met you, you weren't doing music because you were young. No. No. And then when you came up, it was like all of a sudden, oh, <laughs> it's David. And he's playing music. And I've she would talk about it. And I'd be yeah, like, I've what? had the
2: weirdest career. Yeah. Like, and then imaginable. you're playing with
3: John and your dad. And I'm thinking,
2: wait a second. where? Did, what? No, because me and mom would talk a lot about it because I was like, what is happening? Because yeah, 15, I, I literally picked up for the first time. Six months later, I'm in studio already, and we recorded Ohana, because Dad was under contract with Dancing Cat Records at the time. So you recorded
1: something in your teens on record? Yeah.
2: Wow. I was, by the time, because I was like 15 and a half, six months later, I was 16, and I'm in in studio, walking into My brother asked me this the other day. He said, as a musician, what's the most terrifying thing you could ever do? He goes, is it a... He's like, is it a big big hall audience that... You know, does that frighten you? I'm like, no. Actually, my most terrifying moment is walking into a recording studio. And it's the first day. Mm. And there's nothing. Mm -hmm. Just silence in the booth. To me, that was the most terrifying day of my life. Because then... I walk in, and we. Dad loved night sessions, so we'd be in studio at 10 o'clock and we'd be out by like 2, 3 o'clock in the like, morning, what? and then I'd have to go to school <laughs> three hours later, but then, but it was fun, because then that excitement and fear.
1: was what. Well, at that point, it. was it creativity, or did you guys practice beforehand like you guys did with... It was a know? little
2: bit of both, because that was the first time, the recording engineer's name is uh, Howard Johnston, and he's from San Francisco so he flew down with his crew and he set up the entire studio and he knew it was my first time and, and by by the look on my face I'm like what the hell am I supposed to do because I don't I don't know he was very soft spoken man and he was like okay we're gonna do this first you're gonna sit in this chair and walk me through he goes only thing I ask is don't be completely silent before we start rolling. And don't then hit be, the table. Yeah, and be completely silent <laughs> after. And I'm like, okay. He goes, when you hit your last note, don't move because we were mic'd. Oh. He only recorded mics. We didn't have uh, audio interfaces with DIs yet. Yeah. So, so then he's like, okay, do this. And everything was still on ADAT. He goes, do so, this. So I'm going. But then half of the... The strumming part, the song itself, yeah, we rehearsed it. But then, after that session, then we go into what's called a wild solo session. And he goes, "Okay, I'm going to replay this part over and over and over. And what I want you to do is just play,
1: just riff on whatever, just mm. play
2: and go, go until you got nothing left." So wow, and that's how we recorded. And it's he called it wild solos. So. There's an entire <laughs> ADAT tape somewhere in their archives of just me playing solos to the song. Wow, And then cool. you move on to the next song. Same thing. We, we practice the, the vocal, the melodies and stuff. So, but as we're doing it, he's teaching me the technique to do. He goes, okay, watch your P's, <laughs> your T's. Mm. If you're going to do that, go off. The- and he's just teaching me how to use a microphone. I'm like... So, this is so helpful. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Your dad actually gave you the space for the producer to educate you on that and not mm. him educating you on yep. that. Yeah, because, because
2: he wanted me to see everything, not just from his point of the view. The process. Yeah, he goes, everybody's different. Every producer's different. Every engineer's different. And some of you're going to not like, some of you're going to like. You just got to pick. That's amazing, pick man. <laughs> talk about uh,
1: a... Yeah, into inside an education. It's kind of like, um, you're like the karate kid of ukulele or something. You know? <laughs> 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 Mr. Miyagi. Daily side. <Delisa. laughs> like, he knew well, he could not taught you everything. He just <laughs> let you figure it out on your own, you know.
2: Because I, I think that was because of my mom. Mm. Because, <laughs> because mainly, she knew that music, she saw my brother like practice when he was young, and it totally fell apart. Mm-hmm. So she went to him and be like, "Don't do that again <laughs> to another son." <laughs> so oh. I think my mom had something to do with that. Yeah, and his his mom is not someone you mess with. But my dad's not <laughs> an explaining teacher anyway. <laughs> mm-hmm. When it comes to like the details and stuff, mm-hmm. he's like, "No," he's because because during that time he was sitting me down and saying, "If you're gonna do this for a living, it it's a hard life." He goes, but if you want to do this, I'm not going to show you how to do it. I'm going to teach you what you need to look for. And at that time, we were recording with Dancing Cat, but also we were um, we were playing at a bar in Manoa called Shipley's.
1: Oh, yeah, I remember Shipley's. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And then, so we were there once a week. And so every week he'd say, okay, when you show up to the gig, this is what... You need to set up the sound If there's no sound guy that, And he, he would take me How a gig How the gigs work How sound's set up How mics And stuff like that He goes we're going to do a level check and Do that and, and it was really like on the job Like throwing me into the wolves kind mm-hmm. He goes when I nod at you You better be ready to take the solo <laughs> And you better be, you better be there <laughs> You better have You're something good too <laughs> He goes it better be good uh-huh. Or else the crowd's going to eat you alive And I'm like thanks dad <laughs> <laughs> But then but luckily, but luckily it was, I'd say that was the best experience of my life. Like, it was like a college, like even beyond college education of the actual music business. Because then when we get into like tours, touring and promoting and recording, he he takes me to the legal part too. He goes, okay, mm. yeah. because... <laughs> My mom cracks me up. Because, you know, producers would be wanting to, producers have been wanting to record dad for years because, you know, he, he's dad. So, <laughs> so um, a big uh, producer, um, nameless, I'll leave him nameless, but then they send the contracts over of the agreements, you know, but then there's like, And I'm like, so what do you do with the contract? He goes, give it to your mother. (laughs) I'm like, are you serious? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, well, mom's not going to be here forever. (laughs) But then, uh, yeah, legal representation is important in the music (laughs) business. But mom would read the contracts, which I didn't know at the time. I was like, how can you read contracts so well? She goes, oh, she studied to be a clerk.
1: Because I wanted to be a clerk for the court. But then you guys were born. <laughs> like, uh-huh. oh, thanks. <laughs> so was your mom like your dad's manager in a sense? Then at that time, or did he have another? I would say to so. Mm-hmm. She was basically
2: she was everything. Mm-hmm. She was she like behind every good man. There's a woman. Yeah, that's her. Like yeah. when when because when dad was touring at the time, he was he would be gone for like three months for you, touring colleges in the United States because. What Dancing Cat did, they were more... They weren't too concerned about the commercial sales, so to speak. They were more interested in the archiving and education of Mm -hmm. Slack Key. Mm -hmm. So that's why they got... That's why the master series of Slack Key that, that basically they did on their own was very attractive to colleges, especially ethnomusicology departments. Which was funny because then when I'm like 17, he's like dad's like okay we gotta go to california i'm like okay so we fly to california he didn't tell me what the gig was he goes okay so we're gonna do a show and then we gotta go to a lecture and i'm like what (laughs) he didn't tell me that the college you're performing at was ucla and he didn't tell me that the class we were attending, we were the lecturers of the Ethnic Musicology department, and I'm like, "Wow!" And I'm like, "I'm 17 <laughs> years old. Everyone <laughs> in this room is older than me." And I'm like, "What am I going to teach?" You're like, "Well, first you get the capo." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, <mean, laughs> like, I can teach you how to cheat and play <laughs> ukulele. But but that's how Dad was. He, he was like, "No, doesn't matter. Just show up and wow and perform. We'll make it happen. Yeah,
3: perform and don't worry about it." Yeah, and his mom was so supportive in that way that she yeah, just so she would
2: be there with all the stuff. Mom She'd, was like the command center yeah. back home because no. if dad was on tour, he called mom saying, "Oh, I, I'm running out of product." She would make sure it's ready in the next city, wow. mm-hmm. and then keep going and for each city, making sure that he has enough product. He's like, "Oh, something went wrong on the tour. Like my bag got a big rip in it." She's like, "Mail that. Throw that bag away get another one." I'll make sure it's over there. Wow! Yeah, so she was
1: full on behind the. scenes. Yeah, she was yeah. Yeah. behind she the was scenes while
2: she was working. Yeah,
3: while she was working at yeah, Sandwich Isles. <laughs> <laughs> wow, man! She, and she did all that kind of logistic stuff for Sandwich Isles. So that's why yeah. when I found out what she was doing <laughs> for your dad, or or then for them, I would be like, Robin, how the hell do you keep all the shit in your head? And she would just be like, No, I just. J- uh, I, I to this day, yeah. I, I I really have no idea because she would do it very well. I mean as quiet as she can possibly do stuff because she's a really loud My lady. mom's very loud Yeah, she's a very loud lady In fact, she's gonna kick my ass if she sees me Because she goes, Devin, you know, you're not supposed to talk about me Because that was the other thing is She's this really loud, tiny, Japanese lady She does all this work And then she doesn't want anybody to know mm. She would just rather sit back Let, push them forward, let Dennis, let David look good, be good And it's all, and it's good
2: That's Oh, you'll, lo- you'll love this story, so I'd say this is O-9. Mm. Not O-9. Yeah, O-9. So we were part of a compilation Saki project that we recorded a song on. It was nominated for Grammy. So I have, I still have my Grammy medallion that everyone overlooks, which I don't mind. Let's crack it up. My dad had to beg my mom for like a week to get her to go to <laughs> the Grammys. Yeah. Because wow. dad was going to go. Yeah. And it was at it was still at Staples, which is crypto.com now, but it was at Staples Center. Wow. And he's like, come on. And he got tickets for like the arena show. He's like, come on, it'll be a good experience. And like a week because mom's trying to sell her like trying crazy. to sell her hard on going to LA. And then my mom was like yeah but yeah because she because Devin's right yeah she does not like the spotlight yeah. she loves that. I don't
3: like buy one dress <laughs> I don't like have to go oh my god shit oh my, Yeah, you kidding exactly. me why I gotta go shopping this kind of stuff is stupid <laughs> <laughs> you guys go that's exactly how that's, she was that's how she all is. the time and it was I mean it, that. and it's why you know like finding out her last name was Kamakahi I was like oh so you're married to someone else in the family his cousin yeah he's like oh no no that's my husband I was like oh shit and, you know, my, my son is David and I was like Oh my god and uh, you know you just had no clue and it, she was so uh, amazingly humble about it and and it you know the, I mean your whole family is kind of like that which is really cool and it's why you know whatever success you guys have had has been um just really beautiful to see because when it happens to people that take it in stride and yeah. don't you know try to shine a light on
2: themselves it, it makes that's it why really mom's better. in charge of his estate now so oh mm-hmm. okay okay and it had to go through probate because you know dad didn't have a will yeah yeah so
3: it I'm glad.
2: That's good. But yeah. I've heard horror stories about probate. It was like, oh, it's going to take years and stuff. But well, it, we went through the legal process. It was like three months. But, oh, oh not wow. Three months. Yeah, Sometimes yeah, it's, it's, not it's not too bad. It's not too bad. Yeah. yeah. So, But luckily, state law, it automatically transferred. Mm. But then for the rest, like, you know, his ASCAP royalties and yeah. publishing stuff. Yeah. yeah, that took a little longer. But, hmm. but then, now I get like mom calls me i'm like oh you're checking in on me she's like no i gotta i gotta tell you about <laughs> i gotta tell you about something about because um and I, and I told john this this was like i think three two three months ago um, oh yeah that's right yeah we got uh while we were in leaving we did an album and then auntie shelpa hinui uncle cyril's wife calls me and i'm she's like oh ncis is looking." ntis hawaii is looking for music oh and i'm like oh cool and she's like they're looking for like paniolo country because it was a, that was the theme of the episode right yeah i saw that episode yeah i'm like cool okay <laughs> and, and it's like blow, <laughs> <Not> blowing by <laughs> me i'm like
1: yeah that's cool
2: you just called me for that and she's like no i think you guys should submit and submit a couple songs because yeah. Because I thought of your dad. We have a song called "Paniwa." Yeah, Yo, <laughs> pretty automatic, huh? yeah? Yeah. and So, and this, this, my mom's the best. Because I call her, I'm like, "Okay, so mom, um, someone's interested in using," and I didn't tell her a show yet. Someone's interested in using one of Nawebi's songs for for the episode, and she's like, "Oh, that's great!" And she goes, "Which show?" And I'm like, "Oh, NCIS Hawaii," and. know she's a huge NCIS fan and she's like what song they (laughs) want so that's but it ended up on the episode which is exciting yeah yeah and it's it's all because I'd say today the most messages and texts I get is like like people which is shocking to me even to this day is like oh we'd love to record one of your dad's songs
3: that's awesome Mm -hmm.
2: Like recently, I just did one with one of my former students. They he recorded Golden Stallion, and I think last year, uh, Luke Kella recorded Hualalai and and all of these songs. So actually, now because of pandemic, it actually got me thinking about doing because Waipuna we're, we're kind of in a standstill. Because we don't know what Japan's going to do yeah. in the next few months. But then Mainland's opening a little bit. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that's good. At least we'll be able to trudge through the first half. But then going through the recording process for so many albums at that long, I'm like, I kind of want to do something else. <laughs> so I'm actually working on a book. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I'm working on a songbook of all of Dad's music. Mm. Wow. wow. man that'd be cool. And then I started going through it. And I'm like, well, I could put this book out, but I want people to know what the song's supposed to sound like. Mm -hmm. So I'm doing an album with it. Oh, nice. And then John Berger's been bugging me for years. John Berger is a writer at the (laughs) Star Advertiser. And I think he brought it up to me like a year after dad passed. And he goes, you know, it'd be cool if you actually did an album with your dad songs and
1: oh yeah and oh, you yeah. just
2: have other people like come in and I'm like and only in, yeah, I'm, yeah, as, yeah as Devin yeah, points at yeah, John yeah. but then <laughs> but on top of that I'm, I think at this point yeah I'm I'm actually in pre-production now to mm. do it so so this is this goes back to like the terrifying part is mm. I'm, there's the songs there but the silence of like what is this gonna sound like right yeah so i decided it's like you know if i'm gonna do this album i'm gonna do it in the style that he wrote it in so if it's a paniolo song i want a paniolo instrumentation and mm-hmm. and singers that that'll do it so cool so yeah stay by your phone john i know john's gonna <laughs> no, be I gonna there you need like um
3: uh, any cowbell cowbell
2: yeah, bell. Call bell,
1: yeah. <laughs> or, or claps
2: uh, or tri- Kyle and
3: triangle
1: yeah. triangle I play a mean yeah, triangle
3: yeah, we, we got you
2: man yeah. we, we can crack a whip so <laughs> I started doing scratch tracks and stuff just, just in my house which which is actually good because it keeps me productive yeah but then one of the songs that dad never got to do was a song called Highway 20 and it's about it's about a story where we were up in Garberville California now if you don't know what Garberville is it's way way up north near the Oregon border and up there is weed country so a lot of Pacalolo around mm. so we played at a place in Garberville called Bembo Inn and it's right on the lake up there and it, the song is a story of how we got from Garberville to Sacramento which is a six hour drive we got there at four Ooh. because we were trying to get to this place in Sacramento called Constable Jacks. It was the last show of the tour that we were on. We were—it was me, Dad, and Patrick Lendeza. We're mm-hmm. up in Benbow, and we're asking the locals, like, "Hey, how long does it take to get to Sacramento?" Because our show finished at like two o'clock. Their show was going to wrap up at seven, and mm-hmm. we're like, "Yeah, if we get there," and, and and the locals are there were like, "No way, no way. It's a six-hour drive." So, so we we're doing the show, and during the show, we we're just looking at each other like side eye, like, hmm, <laughs> and no way to be caught. And, make we, it and we all knew what we were gonna do. <laughs> so, as soon as the thing was done, we checked out, packed it, and we, we left. And that's what the entire song is about us,
1: well, booking it, us booking it down <laughs> Highway 20 to
2: Sacramento to get to the last show and that's so cool. and you so guys like, made
1: it right on time
2: yeah we made it like wow right on time. <laughs> wow but then we we're trying to surprise them because Constable Jax was live on radio oh it was a live radio show so we're calling the station like when are they going to cut it da, da, da. so and we're giving them like updates of where we are <laughs> as we're driving
1: that's classic and we're
2: in a Dodge Durango oh man Packed with packed to the gills with our gear, so and I get sick on the road. <laughs> oh, this is before like I I found out what drama mean was. Yeah. Oh no. So I'm like sick, like halfway through, and then I I think I slept the rest of the way, but then, but yeah, it was such an adventure ride. <laughs> but but it's these kind of stories I want to share with the world. Oh yeah, uh, because That's it's nice. just sitting in the archive, and I want to do it.
3: Plus, you know, getting older, so harder to remember. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I hear you, man. You start mixing stories. And <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, David, you brought your ukulele. Yeah. So, for our patrons, of we're going to be doing of a couple course. of songs. Of course. We're going to yeah. cut it up. I know we don't need to do the three albums, we've gone over time. <laughs> so, we'll get your three albums later. But oh. uh, we will take a break right now and come okay. back okay. with David on the ukulele. All right.